shores rejoice, clouds and thick darkness surround him, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His season trembles, the mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all
People of God, you are welcome. I want to lift your voice and give God glory. Give God glory. For the earth is a loss and the fullness thereof. Bible says that the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Oh, we want to lift his name high. We want to give him glory. We want to praise him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For this is the generation of them that, them that seek him, that seek the face of God. Oh, Jacob, Limo, Shandi, Inkapale, Rodikomalataya, Rendatimo, Shamana, Kapaluata, unto thee, O God, lift up our souls, Thank you for 
Our next prayer, Father, wash me clean as I present myself before you, even in my heart. For understand that you are enthroned in my heart. The kingdom of God is within me. Your seat is not just some abstract place, but it is also within me. Therefore, as I present myself, my spirit, soul, body, right before you, in your presence, O God, remember your tender mercies, and by your tender mercies and loving kindness, O God, search me, search me through and through, and Lord, O God, blot out every transgression, every iniquity, wash me clean, and show me mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, your word says, in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 8, that the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination unto you, but that by the prayer of you, of the upright is your delight. Lord, O oh God, even as you cleanse me, cleanse me and purify me, make my prayer, O oh God, a delight to you. May my prayer, may my sacrifices of thanksgiving be, become a delight unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, cleanse me. Lord, cleanse me. Lord, wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. Make me Make me whole spirit, soul, and body. The blood that was shed for remission of sins. Even as I appear, as I present myself before your throne of grace. Lord, there are many things I probably have done wrong that I do not know. Lord, God, set me with a set light of your word. Set me with a set light of your spirit. And Lord, oh God, bring to bear. Oh God, every place that I've heard against your will. Every place I have transgressed. 
who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, that, that in all things he, Jesus, he, God, might have the preeminence. You are saying that, Lord, have preeminence, take preeminence, take preeminence, for you are before all things, for without you was not anything made that was made. You said we should trust in you with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, and in all our ways we should we should acknowledge you so that you direct our paths. We are acknowledging you, Lord, direct our paths, grant us an encounter with your glory in the name of Jesus. Let your presence, your corporate presence, that has never ever been felt on this platform, in this podcast, be be, be felt in the name of Jesus. Let it fall upon us. Let it, oh God, be recorded and dropped and captured in this sound bite, in this audio right now, in the name of Jesus. That, oh God, out of our bellies, out of this podcast, oh God, rivers of living waters will break out and flood the entire world in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, oh God, the accurate, undiluted word of God has been proclaimed. Lord, who gain entrance, who prevail, who prevail in Ghana, in the continent of Africa, on the continent of Africa, every continent, Europe, the Americas, oh God, Asia, Australia, even every, everywhere to the furthermost parts of the earth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even as it was in Ephesus, Bible says, oh God, even so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. in the name of Jesus. Our last prayer, our last prayer, we are saying that, Lord, as I pray in the language of the Spirit, let every blocked well, every channels that are blocked within my spirit be opened up, even so that I can be receptive for that which you prepared for me tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do not want to come into your presence and be a cast out or become a mess out. Therefore, oh God, every table that you prepared before me be prepared for me today in the presence not of my enemies, but in the presence of the brethren. Lord, oh God, grant me grace, grant me grace. Oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, to be receptive, hey, sensitize my spirit and help my infirmities in the name of Jesus. According to Romans 8:26, for the spirit itself helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. Ramba <laughs> 
This person is ready to work for you, Lord. Very fine. I want to be close to you. You're the fire. Very fine. We want to be close to you. You're the fire. Very fine. We want to be close to you. I want to be dry. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name have we prayed and worshipped. Amen. Amen. God bless us. So with great joy that we are all gathered together once more in this place. Those visible and those invisible. Those now listening to this the recorded version of this podcast. And every other person. God bless you all. Honorable ministers, it's time to get into the word. Amen. It's time to get into the word. I have one soul. Pray that God will help that God will help us today. Pray that God will help us today. Look like you.
or you teach our hands to war and our fingers to fight. By you, we shall keep running through troops. We shall leap over walls. In the name of Jesus, we shall not fail. We shall not fail. We shall not fail. For we saw on eagle's wings. You are our shield and our buckler. You are our, our strength. You are infallible, eternal, strong. The eternally blessed God. The strongest strong one. You never run out of strength. Therefore we cannot fail. We thank you Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for today's encounter with your word. Father heal, transform. Heal, transform. Heal, transform. Impart. Impart strength. Impart understanding. Impart light. Light for the journey. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Light, O God. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. master of all circumstances. Some people describe him as the impossibility specialist. As you listen to the word of God, I just want to encourage you that whatsoever you are brought before the presence of God, even as you listen, cast it all. Cast all cares, all burdens, on him for he cares amen bible says come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden and i'll give you rest so this place is a place of rest hallelujah we have come to the place of rest not just temporal rest but eternal rest for we have come unto mount zion to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem the company of innumerable angels even the church of the firstborn Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Prepare your hearts. Open up yourselves for what God is about to do. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. So today, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship. We thank you for this opportunity to sing. In the series we've been looking at for we the past for this um, about two weeks. Because you are good, you are kind. We are coming we to the you. last but one you. session. We love you. What a mighty God. Because after serve. this, the Holy Spirit prompted me that we are to look at the benefits or the superior spiritual advantage of fasting. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. There are benefits in the physical. But the benefits in the spiritual are superior to those we get in the physical. Hallelujah. It is in the same vein that Apostle Paul said that even physical exercise profited a little. We understand that 
fasting is a spiritual exercise but it also incorporates our physicality our our physical being therefore it reaps us or it brings us also some physical benefits in the physical realm amen amen please don't forget to keep liking the show and to follow us if you haven't followed us So, last time, I think in episode 33, we looked at fasting, biblical patterns. And the first pattern we looked at was that of Esther. Amen. We looked at that of Esther. Today, God is going to help us. The Holy Spirit is going to help us as we, we look at other patterns. Amen. We shall be looking at even the pattern of Daniel and that of Ezra. The pattern of Daniel and that of Ezra. And if time permits us, or, or yes, if time permits us, we shall be able to look at um, that of Moses while receiving the Ten Commandments. Amen. And if possible, that of Paul. Amen. So we want to get into today's word. Last time we realized how a certain man in a province, in fact, the chiefest servant of one king called Ahasuerus from Esther chapters um, 3 through 8. Realize how this man made himself an enemy of the Jews to the extent that in his credentials he was qualified to be described as the enemy of the Jews, the enemy, not an enemy of the Jews. We realize how, through the engagement of the principle of fasting, the Esther fast, three days period of absolute fast, no food, no water was able to topple his position so that after he was toppled, he toppled him down from his position the very the very arch enemy of his the man called Mordecai took his place Amen and the man in question I'm talking about is the man called Haman the son of Hamedatha the Agagite and we realize that for Esther to embark on that risky journey, she, there was the need for the enforcement of certain superior principles that were going to that was going to generate spiritual energies and a certain divine backing for favor before the king. Because it was an errand of life or death, where he, where she was likely to succeed, and if she succeeded, she was going to bring redemption to the entire land, the entire land, or the the Jews in the entire provinces of Kinahasuerus's realm. But if she failed, then it was it was the end or the beginning of doom. 
where the entire Jews were going to be truly destroyed. They were going to be wiped out according to the decree of the king written by Haman and his cohorts. President on their hatred for the people of God. Hallelujah. And we saw how that when Haman started hatching the plan, people implored Mordecai to change his posture toward Haman at the gate because because of the because that because because that Mordecai failed to bow to Haman every time based on foreknowledge of things that had happened which were published in the chronicles of the kings in his archives. Hallelujah. But we realized to the glory of God that after he hatched his plan with the input of his friends and his wife everything was toppled down because of the fast of Esther and Mordecai and the entire Jews in Shushan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, as I went through the story, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God gave me some lessons and some keys, which I'm going to share with us shortly before we get into today's um, teaching, before we get to look at today's uh, pattern, biblical pattern for fasting. So let's be attentive. Amen. As usual, I just want to tell us that I need your ears. God needs your heart. Amen. As for me, I need your ears. God needs your heart. Amen. whispering to me in the course of the preparation as he took me back to the story of Esther and how that they prevail against Haman and how that the very gallows that were prepared to hang Mordecai became the very instrument of death of the chief planner, the mastermind behind those in fact the, the, the husband of the mastermind behind um, those gallows. The Holy Spirit was saying that fasting is a great mystery. If only the people of God would understand and would begin to engage it to its entirety. Engage the mystery of fasting at all levels and at all dimensions. The various patterns for different patterns of problems or challenges that we come across. In our seeking God, in the way we see God, in a way we transition from one season to the other, in a way we fight battles, in a way that we we look up to God for strength and intimacy. 
So the Holy Spirit began to tell me, he said that in times of national crisis, national or congregational calamities or judgments attract national or congregational fast. These were the things that he whispered to me. So I had to write quite a lot. I had to write, write quite a lot so that even up to the point of the inception of this meeting, I had to still develop some of the aspects of the note. He said that national or congregational calamities or judgments attract or require, they demand national or congregational fasts and repentance. Individual ones may demand individual fasts, but national issues call for national fasts. Genealogical problems or bloodline, genealogical bloodline or ancestral problems or calamities or negative patterns may also be dealt with through the instrument of personal or private fasts and at the same time corporate fast or group family fast may be used to prayerfully handle su such problems amen a case in point for national or con congregational judgment that attracted national fast was that of the city of Nineveh. Bible says that the Ninevites fasted. After that, Jonah it took Jonah about three days to go through the entire length and breadth of the city to proclaim the word of God, the judgment of God, telling them that if they do not repent in 40 days, they were all going to perish because the judgment of God was right upon them. And Bible says that because the king had a heart for God, because the king was obedient, and the king had an, an, an understanding of spiritual authority, and knew that there was a God, there was a being, there was a supreme one who ruled in the affairs of men, he humbled himself. And in his humility of heart, the entire nation received salvation because that in that humility, he proclaimed a national fast. That is an example of a national calamity calling for or demanding a national fast. And Bible says that in this particular pattern, all the animals, every animal, every beast in the land, human beings, man and woman, male and female, young and old, even the king and his entire household, they all fasted. Hallelujah. We shall come to that. Such that Bible says the moment Jonas word got to the king, Jonah, uh, the king tore his clothes. He removed his clothes, his royal robes, and put on sackcloth and ashes. So I was thinking about it. I was saying the Holy Spirit, even these, this unbelieved, unbelieving people, a people or a, a land that had transgressed your law, that stood on the verge of your judgment, if such people could obey or could heed your word with such prompt, in fact, or very, very quick promptness, quick obedience, prompt obedience, then what happens or what is happening to the believers of today? What is happening to the believers of today? Amen. But that is... A discussion I am here to finish with the Holy Spirit.
So we move on. The Bible, <laughs> the Holy Spirit again told me, he said that, that which we fear, fears us. That which we fear, also fears us. But that thing does not fear us in the current state that we are. That which you fear, fears you. Amen. Amen. You see, but that fear that that thing has for us, the fear that the thing that we think we also fear has for us, it, it, it does not put the enemy to flight until our light breaks forth. Hallelujah. Until our light breaks forth. Until we encounter a, super, a certain supernatural power. Because power is a language that the oppressor best understands. The strength of the oppressor is in the power of his rod. And so it takes power to break the rod of the oppressor. So the best language that the oppressor understands is what? Power. And until that power breaks forth, until it comes, until the strength, the rod of our strength comes to us from Zion so that we can exercise that power, we will always be at the mercy of the fear of our enemies. And our enemies will never fear us, even though potentially they can fear us. They actually fear us, but not in our weakness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So power is a language that the oppressor best understands. And light is a language most understood by all forms of darkness. Light is a language most understood by all forms of darkness. Don't forget that in Isaiah 58, the Bible says that, Then shall your light break forth as the dawn or as noonday. It takes fasting for our light to break forth. And if, it is, if light is the language that darkness understands, then we must pay the price at all costs to engage every principle that brings us into light or that causes our light to break forth. Amen. Amen. Bible says, and the light, the book of John 1, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness is not able to comprehend it. The darkness could not comprehend it. The darkness is not able to overcome it. Hallelujah. Darkness cannot overcome light. Darkness cannot overcome light. Darkness cannot overcome light. No darkness can become can overcome your light if you arise and you shine. Hallelujah. You can have light, but it will be trapped in there until we arise and we shine. That that light is not going to break out. Amen. It's not going to break forth. Hallelujah. And Bible says that gross darkness requires gross light. The more intense the darkness, the more intense. The more intense which that. The more intense our darkness, the more intense our the light that is needed to overcome the darkness. Amen. Please, I want to encourage us. Everything we do here is being recorded. So when you just enter the platform, make sure you are in an environment that enables, that is very quiet. When there are distortions and noises and all that, anytime, some of us, we don't come back to listen to the podcast. That is why we don't, we may not appreciate what I've, I've, been, I've been saying. But if you've been coming back to listen to the podcast, you realize that everything is being recorded. That is why when I move, I'm on the move, it's very difficult for me to have any meeting with us. Or I have to 
by all means find a place to hide that is quiet and serene because everything we are doing here is being recorded amen and we are doing our best to put the word of god on the globe at a level that will suit men from all nations irrespective of their creed irrespective of their race irrespective of their gender irrespective of their status in society irrespective of their level of education amen so we must be able to package the word of god very very well so when you enter be conscious of your environment and then please 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 until you are settled to actually unmute and partake you can just mute the moment you enter be conscious be self-aware and mute your microphone so that what you can partake when it is required for you to speak you can unmute amen i just want to remind us about this one now we get back to it to what we're discussing amen god bless us for understanding sometimes the moment we enter we come we come on online like you are, the moment you enter you you call in you call in and so you, you you lose awareness of the fact that you have called in and you're probably moving around you are still closing the door or moving something all those noises come into the audio and when you are listening to it later you realize that it it it, it, it robs the audio a bit of some beauty and some quality that actually is required for you to appreciate the content not just the content but the quality of the content even the more amen now the, the holy spirit again whispered to me the holy spirit again whispered to me that when power changes hands in your favor even your enemies want to what they want to take on your identity hallelujah when power changes hands even your enemies want to associate they want to take on your identity they want to identify with you for the fear of being your slave because the rod of oppression the rod of oppression that was used on you is now broken it's now broken as a rod of your strength is released to you from zion even by god through your fasting amen it was the same thing that happened to apostle peter Bible says that when Peter, when the day came for Jesus to be crucified, do you know that Peter who had been with Jesus and told Jesus that he would die with him, that all of a sudden, this same Peter now said, <laughs> he now said that he, he never knew Jesus. When he was brought before Pilate, and then the young, that young girl asked him, he said that no, I, I never knew him. I said the youngest girl said, Are you not one of the people who work with him? Are you not one of his disciples? He said, No, 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 no. I'm not a part of him. But Bible says that before Jesus left the sea, he gave them a commandment, Acts chapter 1. He said, Go and tarry in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father. The promise. The promise comes with power. The promise comes with boldness. The, the promise comes with an anointing. The promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Bible says that when the Holy Spirit came to them, they received boldness. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. And please follow us if you haven't followed us. Amen. They received boldness. They received boldness to proclaim the gospel. And the same Peter stood in a place. And in, the, in one meeting, he was able to preach and turn the hearts of about 3,000 people to God away from darkness unto light because power had been imparted hallelujah 
Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit again whispered from the story of Esther that the pleasures, honor, and wealth, as well as the power enjoyed by our enemies, that are enjoyed by our enemies, are all potentially ours. They are all potentially yours if you truly know the right mystery to engage or the best weapon of war and the strategy to engage in order to be able to enjoy them. Remember that before the captivity, in fact, the decree that was passed by the king through Haman to all the provinces where the Jews lived was passed Remember that the Jews were under and then the rest of the, the citizens of King Ahasuerus' realm were on top. Haman enjoyed all the honor, he enjoyed the pleasures of his position, he enjoyed all the wealth, he enjoyed all the power. And until the fast, which turned everything upside down, I don't believe that Esther and even Mordecai, they ever thought that Haman's position could become Mordecai's position. They never thought that the fear of them could even fall upon all the people of the land so that the people who now want to identify with them. The Bible says that for their fear fell upon the people. They fear the Jews because a new law and a new dimension and a new realm has broken forth where they were afraid. If you dare touch a Jew, Bible says for the fear of the Jews, even some chose to convert. Imagine, imagine some chose to convert from their heathen nations to become Jews for fear of the Jews. I pray that may the fear of you, the fear of your life, fall upon your enemies in the name of Jesus. I declare that may the terror of your name and your presence hit your enemies anywhere they are, wherever your name is mentioned for the wrong reasons, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost, may fear and terror, may the fear and terror of God, may it answer over there and fall and upon the enemies and fall upon every perpetrator and fall over every demonic conspirator against your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And you can see that in Esther chapter 8 verse 16. Somebody can help us with that scripture. One other thing that the Holy Spirit said is that when we fail, to perform your role, when you fail to perform your role in God's assignment, you forfeit your throne and you lose your relevance. Hallelujah. When you fail to perform or to fulfill your role in God's assignment, you forfeit your throne. And by forfeiting your throne, you lose your relevance. Hallelujah. So that is why Mordecai told Esther, he said that, Mordecai told Esther that, who knows, Esther? If you fail to do this, mind you, deliverance can arise for the Jews from somewhere else. But as for you and your father's house, you will perish. You will surely perish. 
God will bring deliverance to the Jews from another place. So God never runs out of options. This is what the Holy Spirit whispered to me as I was brooding on this. Minister Winnie, thank you for the scripture. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. God never runs out of options when, whenever, whenever it comes to men. Whether it, come, whether it has to do with men or it has to do with animals or it has to do with even inanimate things. God never runs out of options. Amen. Say so, E.L. General, please, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. We are honored to have you. God never runs out of options. So you remember, when you remember that you are just one of the options to God, it should humble you so that you rise to the occasion, so that you take what you are doing in the house of God seriously, so that you take your position in the house of God as, as, as that. In fact, somebody will say, take it as a world cup. Perform it dutifully, honorably, committedly, with all zeal and godly reverence. Hallelujah. So Bible makes us understand that even in the inanimate realm, God is not incapable, much less the animate realm. These are the words of the Holy Spirit. Every single thing I've been sharing from the beginning. He said, in the inanimate realm, God is not incapable even in the inanimate realm, much less the animate realm. Have you forgotten that he said that if they fail to worship him, he will command the stones. In the animate realm, God has used so many vessels in the Bible. You can begin from Adam, the first man. Look at Abel, look at Seth, Cain, Noah, look at the, the story of Abraham and the rest. God has used so many people. Elijah, Elisha, Joseph, from the patriarchs through the judges and the prophets and all of these people. In fact, it started with the patriarchs, right? Then it came to the judges and the prophets, Enoch, and all the people. God has used so many vessels. Bray, you are welcome. We hope you stay with us. And it came to the point in time when Balaam hired Balak or Bal Balak rather hired Balaam to go and curse the people of God. Bible makes us understand that when the prophet failed to heed the voice of God to not go and curse the people of Israel because of his disobedience and stiff nakedness, God was able to move on another animate object. God was able to move on another animate object, even the donkey. And make and make the donkey speak. God made the donkey speak. Hallelujah. So God never is God is never out of options when it comes to the animate realm, much less the inanimate realm. So when you for, you fail to perform your role in God's kingdom or God's assignment, you automatically forfeit your throne and you lose your relevance. If Esther had failed to embrace that assignment wholeheartedly, knowing that there was a risk to perish. Because remember that last time when we were looking at the teaching, we said that it was it was with great risk she had to go to the king in the inner court when the king had not demanded or had not called for her. But with favor, the favor that broke out, with the favor that broke out, 
Bible says that she found favor before the king and the king lifted up the golden scepter so that she was pardoned. Her life was spared her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you are definitely planted in that family, in that workplace and ministry, that business or school for a unique divine purpose and for such a time as this. Who knows? Mordecai told Esther, who knows that you came into the kingdom for such a time as this? So people of God, don't fail to perform your role in God's assignment so that you don't forfeit your throne and lose your relevance. If you, if Because your relevance is tied to your role, your assignment in the work and in the house of God. If you are serious and committed with it, you'll be relevant in all times and seasons. The moment you forsake it, your relevance will be cut off. Hallelujah. That happened to Nebuchadnezzar when he failed to realize that the supreme God reigns in all the affairs of men. So Bible says that God changed his heart to become that of a beast. And it happened to the fashion of his countenance. So the man became a beast and was made to, to, to live with the beast of the field. Until he came to the realization that indeed, even though my kingdom was the most powerful, the supreme kingdom, the most supreme kingdom on the face of the earth in that time. But there was a God, there was a supreme being, there was a mighty one, there was an eternally blessed God, there was the strongest strong one. Psalm 91 describes him as the strongest strong one. God bless you, seed and harvest. We are honored to have you. Amen. Please, you can follow our podcast if you are enjoying the undiluted word of God. You can follow the, the, the podcast so that anytime we come live, you get a notification. Amen. We are Bible-believing people. We believe in the ordered, unadulterated word of God. We believe in the teachings. We believe in prayer. We believe in the prophetic or the ministration of the Spirit. Amen. But we do more of teachings and prayer. Amen. Because we believe that the Bible or the word of God is the surest word of prophecy. The Bible of the, or the word of God is the surest word of prophecy. The Bible is God's word, inerrant, infallible, eternal. It cannot fail. Hallelujah. The Bible or the word of God is the seed of God. It carries in its ability or in its capacity the ability for swift performance of everything that it, it, it promises. Hallelujah. And Bible says all things shall pass away. Everything shall pass away. But God's word dwells eternally. It dwells forever. So if you have enough of the word of God in you, enough of the undiluted and accurate word of God dwelling richly in you, which the Bible has said in 1 Peter 3.18, it says that let the, God, the, the word of God dwell richly in you. Then it means that you will not pass away. When other things are passing, when systems are, are failing, when kings go and kings come, when men are being cast down, as for you, you remain strong, you remain timeless, you remain infallible because you are connected to the word of God, which does not fail, and it dwells richly in you. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless us. Please follow the podcast if you haven't followed us. Man of God, humble lion, you're welcome. God bless you. It's a blessing to have you on board. I'm greatly humbled. I'm really humbled. The next thing the Holy Spirit whispered to me when we were looking at the biblical pattern of fasting for Esther, the Esther fast, was that the Holy Spirit now said, be careful whom you take pieces of advice from. When you, because when you are going down, they may not go down with you. 
be careful whom you take pieces of advice from because when you are going down, they may not go down with you. You remember that Zeresh or Zeresh, Haman's wife told her that, in fact, Haman had already conceived a plan of hatred. He had hatched a plan of hatred for which reason he approached the king and told the king, King Ahasuerus, there are these people in your realm who have a very, they have a different law. They have a different set of rules and regulations by which they live. And so they don't obey your laws. Their things, their ways of doing things are very different. And because of their, their, their different ways of doing things, they do not regard your laws. And so they don't make obeisance to you. They don't reverence your leadership or anything of that sort. So therefore, I am making this decree and making this payment into your treasury. And I am asking that let this decree that your scribes are going to, be write, are going to write be passed so that they can be destroyed. Haman was described as the enemy of the Jews. He acquired for himself that title or that credential by virtue of the motive, the, the condition of his heart. And I have been sharing with us over and over again that, you see, whatever takes hold of your, your heart can, can take hold of your life. Whatever controls a man's heart controls his life. Whatever is enthroned upon a man's heart is enthroned upon their life because the heart is the decision-making organ of everybody. Bible says, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your heart is, is essentially your governmental seat as a human being, your spiritual governmental seat. Decisions are taken there. Thinking is done there. That is why Bible says, guard your heart. Your heart is like your city. It's a sensitive place. It says, guard your heart with all diligence. Proverbs chapter 4. I think the verse 13 or 23. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of faith flows or springs forth the issues of life. So by virtue of Haman's heart, he acquired for himself that title as the enemy of the Jews and hatched that plan. But to add to it, the wife of Haman, Zeresh, now said that, Hey man, I, am, I just conceived this one. Why don't you prepare a, 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 some gallows about nine cubits tall or high? Yes, Proverbs 4.23. God bless you, Mr. Winning. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Whatever is enthroned upon a man's heart is enthroned upon their life. That is why some people, when they, are, they, are, they fall in love with God, or they fall in love with a lady, you see, a man... <laughs> the man become the man becomes how do I even describe it? He becomes like a slave to the love of the woman. The man is always at the mercy of the woman. If a man is truly in love with a woman, or a woman is truly in love with a man, sometimes they may be they may be hurting because of what the treatment that the man or the woman is putting them through, but then they, they just can't help themselves. They can't quit. They can't stop it because their hearts are deeply entangled. The, the love and affection of that 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 object of affection has has taken has consumed their entire heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. What you hear, what you hear, what you listen to, where you take counsel from. Zeresh now said, "Let us prepare gallows 
Minister Winnie, I hope you can help us with, with that scripture. Now, about nine cubits high, so that Haman, will, so that Mordecai will be hung upon it. But when the time came for Haman to be hung, Bible says that the wife kept her position. Only Haman died. Bible says a true friend, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for the day of adversity. So be careful from whom you take advice, because when you take the advice and it doesn't work and you are going down, they will never go down with you. When Haman was perishing, Zeresh, his own wife, who gave him the idea to prepare the gallows, was alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then again, the Holy Spirit whispered to me that in this kingdom, he who loves you and he who hates you, all matters. They all matter. Hallelujah. The one who loves you and the one, the one who hates you, they all matter to some extent. Hallelujah. But they cease to matter if you know God very well and you please God in all your ways. Their influence on your life ceases to matter much. It doesn't matter much if you know your God very well and you are walking in integrity of heart so that you please Him. Because you, when, you, when you know your God, you're able to move the hand of your God. And Bible says that the hand of everybody, the king, even the king is in the hands of God. And like the rivers of waters, he turns with that whoever he wants. Yes, God bless you, Minister Winning, Esther 5.14. Then says Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends unto him, Let a gallows be made of fifty cubits high, and, to, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king that Mordecai may be hanged thereon. Then go thou in merrily with the king unto the banquet. And the thing pleased, pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. And the thing pleased Haman. And the gallows were made. And his own trap, the trap for his death, was made. Hallelujah. So, when you know God, it is on the strength of the depth of your knowledge for God that your enemies beg to associate with you. It is on the strength of the depth of your knowledge of God that your enemies beg to associate with you because the, 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 the people of the Jews humble themselves, they afflicted their souls through fasting and prayers. Bible says that God hearkened unto them and granted Esther favor before the king. There was another dimension of the knowledge of God, the favor of God that was opened up to them so that that decree was overturned. It was reversed. And on the strength of that knowledge and the favor of God, even their enemies begged to associate with them. The power of favor through the knowledge of God. Daniel 11.32b says that, For they that do know their God, they shall be strong, and they shall do exploits. They shall be strong, and they shall do exploits. Knowledge increases strength. Your knowledge of God, the depth of your knowledge of God, is one of your securities in the days of adversity. The depth of your knowledge of God is one of your securities in the days of adversity. Your security in the day of adversity is not your mother or your father or a prophetic word. It is on the depth of your knowledge of God. How much of the word of God have you hid in your spirit and in your heart? The psalmist said, Your word have I hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against you. In Luke 4, 
And in Matthew 4, when Jesus was tempted, anytime the devil came at him with a scripture, with a logos, he spoke a rima. Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Anytime the devil tempted him, he, he quoted back, it is written. Bible says, then Satan left him. Then Satan left him. So it is on the strength of our knowledge that the devil will leave us alone. If you do not know God intimately, Bible says resist the devil and you will flee. But the resistance that the Bible is talking about is not resisting the devil with physical strength or carnal knowledge or information. It takes the accurate word of God to resist the enemy. It takes the, the, the prayers that are prayed with the backing or the superior understanding of the word of God to resist the enemy and keep the enemy at bay so that he will flee. Every temptation, every resistance and opposition from the enemy is usually for a season. Sometimes it is tough. Sometimes it is ex extended. But we understand it is only for a season. Jesus was tempted for a season. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10 says that after you have suffered for a little while, he said, by the God of all grace and glory, after that you have suffered for a little while, comfort you, establish you, and perfect you a little while. A little while, a little while, a little while. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit again said that your adversity can. Yes, God bless for that scripture, First Peter 5. It says, By the God of all grace who has called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, may make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Amen. So suffering is sometimes the will of God, He permits it. He permits it. So I believe that the adversity that came was an orchestration that which the Jews encountered in Shushan. In Shushan was orchestrated. God allowed it so that he could turn their adversity to prosperity. God allowed it. So anytime we encounter obstacles or positions and adversities of diverse kinds, it is only an avenue for the glory of God to be revealed. Because God is an impossibility specialist. Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And darkness was upon the face of the, of the deep. And Bible says that the spirit of God hovered upon the face of the deep. Darkness covered the face of the earth after that God had created it. But the spirit of God hovered. The spirit of God began to hover. God was now about, God now was preparing to begin his repair works. Because that he was an impossibility specialist. So anytime you see darkness at work, anytime you see darkness clouding or shrouding any aspect of your life, it is not only a provocation for you to seek God. It's not only a provocation for you to fast and seek God and wait on God through fasting and prayers. It is also a sign that light is about to break forth. Bible says that, and the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. God now began to restore. Hallelujah. God now began to restore. Esther chapter 5. Esther chapter 8 verse 5 to 8. Esther chapter 8 verse 5 to 8. Now God began to restore. So your adversity can become your prosperity if you have the temerity for perspiration. If you have the strength, the endurance, the stamina to perspire, to stand, to withstand. Hallelujah. Bible says that having done all to stand. 
having done or put all on the whole armor of God, that you may be you may be able to withstand, you may be able to face the devil in the day of adversity. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit again said that the Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit again said that unprecedented favor is incidented on the labor of affliction of the soul. Unprecedented favor is incidented on the labor of affliction of the soul. When Esther was saying that if I perish, I perish, she was saying that on the strength of having afflicted her soul, they had fasted for three days and night without food, without water. Hallelujah. And she understood that even going before the king was a risk, a great risk that she was taking. So she said, if I perish, I perish. She knew that if she doesn't go, they were going to perish anyway. The entire nation was under threat to perish. But the, the benefit of taking the risk to stand before the king, the pain, that risk of standing before the king, the pain of fasting for three days is better and much appreciable. Will you a greater pain? In fact, it's a more tolerable pain than the pain of perishing by the decree of an enemy. The Holy Spirit said, if I perish, I perish bridge of destiny is usually the major or the most major turning point in the life of every destiny. That if I perish, I perish bridge of destiny. That if I perish or if that if I perish, I perish bridge of destiny. It is a bridge. It's a bridge that usually becomes the major turning point of every destiny. So decisions that are made during this bridge, at the place of this bridge, they really matter. Decisions made have determined whether or they will determine whether you will truly perish or cross over successfully as a survivor. Hallelujah. We realize Esther spoke those words. She said, if I perish, I perish. By the end of the day, because of the backing favor, the spiritual energies generated through their fast. She was able to have her own life spared. And she was able to save the lives of the entire Jews, the people of the Jews scattered throughout the provinces of Shushan. And not only so, but the love of King Ahasuerus increased for her. Hallelujah. The love of King Ahasuerus increased for her. Sometimes the people who are supposed to love us, people who, who actually love us, may be forced to take decisions against us because they don't, they don't know, because they are not in the knowing, they are in the dark about the decision they are taking. They don't know that it's going to affect people that are so connected to them. They don't know. But it takes the mystery of fasting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So these were some of the things that the Holy Spirit shared with me. Hallelujah. These are some of the things that the Holy Spirit shared with me. Please don't forget to keep liking the show to help the platform. Amen. 
and kindly follow us. Please follow us if you haven't followed us. Please follow us if you haven't followed us. You can click on the cross button at the top right corner of your screen, the top right corner of your screen, to follow the platform. So that anytime we come live, whether it's a teaching session, prayer session, or the ministration of the Spirit, you will get a notification. Amen. And we publish several teachings. Several teachings. So after after we are through, you can visit the platform, the podcast page. Check the dashboard or below the dashboard and you are going to see several teachings on restoration, fasting, um, enforcing divine decrees, um, waiting on the Lord in prayer, the purpose and power of vision and planning. We have so many teachings. Amen. And they will bless your life. You can listen, download, share. Amen. Amen. Now we move to the second biblical pattern of fasting and prayer. We are moving to the next pattern. Today, we are looking at the Daniel fast. Hallelujah. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. We are looking at the Daniel fast. The Daniel fast. Every true believer, every believer in God should be able to incorporate the discipline, the Christian discipline of fasting and prayers into their lives. Not only that, we said that one of the Christian disciplines is prayer. Another is meditation. And when we started this series, that we said that meditation is, is currently the most neglected Christian discipline. And most likely, the most neglected Christian discipline, not only in our contemporary days or times, but of all times. In our contemporary days, we Christians usually give many excuses. The, the excuse of our busy schedule, the excuse of parenting, the excuse of, you know, noise, the hustle and bustle of city life. So many excuses for not meditating. Only if we knew the blessings and the power of God that is trapped in the power of meditation awaiting us. Only if we engage in it. Another one is prayer. Usually Christians like to pray, like to worship. Usually Christians may even um, fast from time to time. But not many Christians meditate. Hallelujah. Today we are looking at the Daniel fast. So we want to look at Daniel's pattern. And we shall be starting from Daniel's 70 weeks. So please, like I said in the beginning, I need your ears. But God needs your heart. Hallelujah. I need your ears. But God needs your heart. Amen. We hope that you stay so that it blesses your life. This is the surest word of prophecy. Daniel chapter 9. Please, can someone help us with Daniel chapter 9 verses 1 through 3 chapter 9 verses numbers 1 to 3 Bible says that Daniel understood in the first year of the reign of Darius as we await the scripture I want to just start he understood in the first reign of Darius who was a son of Zedzes ruler of Babylon the kingdom of Babylon from the scriptures 
according to the word of the Lord that was given to Jeremiah the prophet that the desolation of Jerusalem was supposed to last for 70 weeks. All right. Let me read from what you've given us here. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of Medes, which was made the, which was made king over the realm of Chaldeans, Bible says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books. Those of us who don't like reading, Bible says, Daniel understood by books. It says, I, Daniel, understood by books. The number of the years, there is an understanding that is imparted by the Spirit of God. There is that which comes through studies. He understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when Daniel understood the problem of the, of the desolation of the people of, of God in Jerusalem, just like Esther receiving the message from Mordecai, her uncle, about the destruction of the Jews due to the decree that the king has passed by the influence of Haman, Bible says that Daniel also went, he embarked on a fast. I tell my people that, you see, we should not let adversities move us into the presence of God. Adversity should not be the instrument, the circumstances, or the forces that push us to the presence of God. Should not push us into seeking mode so that we now begin to seek God because adversities have come our ways. But we should always be in constant seeking, in constant fellowship, in constant intimacy with God so much so that when the day that adversity comes, when adversity comes to knock on our door, adversity will come and meet us already in the presence of God. In that way, or in that sense, that uh, there is no adversity that will last. It will not last. Hallelujah. But we Christians of today, you see, I am not against the, the prophecy or the prophetic ministry, but I have noticed a trend all around these days. I've noticed a trend all around these days. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. And please follow us if you have not followed us. People have itchy ears. In Timothy, the Bible says that in the last days they will not endure sound doctrine. People don't want to hear what will truly help them. But they will heap up for themselves false teachers. And do you know that as a Christian, the quality of your Christianity, the quality of your Christian experience, the quality of the victories and the breakthroughs you have depend on the quality of the word of God that you have in you, the quality of your nutrition, the quality of your feeding, your feeding system in the, in the kingdom of God. What are you feeding on? Are you feeding on fresh meat or you are feeding on carcasses? Do you know the secret? The secret of the difference between 
the glorious nature of the eagle and that of the vulture is because the vulture is a scavenger feeding on dead meat, dead carcasses, leftover meat from the feasting and the dining of other animals, while the glorious eagle feeds only on fresh meat. Fresh meat. The eagle will not do anything. The eagle has nothing to do. You never find any eagle having anything to do with any dead meat, rotten, dying meat. Even the eagle will not feed on carcass or meat that has been killed by another animal and left to, 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 to die. Your feeding system matters as a believer because it determines your belief systems, your value systems, your the, the quality of your Christian experience, so many things. Hallelujah. They that don't know their God, they that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. They that do know their God, they that do know their God, So Bible says that Daniel understood by the books. Now, after he understood, like we said, it moved him into prayer. And he began to not only pray, he fasted, and then he made petitions to God, and he sought the face of God. Shall we look at the, the verse 4? Uh-huh. Verse 3 says that, this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and I said, my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I so love this version. And I set my face unto the Lord. When adversity knocks on your door, who do you tend to? Some of us, it's good that the first person that comes to mind is your man of God. It shows that you respect, you honor, and you reverence your man of God. But I believe that as a man of God, I shouldn't train a people or raise a people, a generation or a breed of Christians who are always more dependent on me than they are dependent on God. Because I am not only a Christian or a son of God just like they are, I am also a signpost. I am supposed to point and a signpost does not point to itself. I am here to see a signpost pointing to its own self. Every signpost points the onlooker to a superior destination to a destination where they want to go. So I should be able to point my followers. I should be able to point my sons and daughters. I should be able to point the breed of Christians or believers that God has, the shepherd, the sheep that God, or the flock that God has given me to tend. I should be able to point them to God so that at any instance of danger or problem, the first part of call, the first person they will think of is God and not me. Unless they are confused about how to approach it. That is superior level of understanding in Christianity. I feel that if we men of God exalt ourselves sometimes higher than God and we take the place of God, it's only a sense of insecurity. Some of us, we come to the point where we make our sons and daughters and the, and, 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 and the flock that God has given us to tend see us as God, some supreme beings or deities. So perfect, flawless, so powerful, able to do everything for them. We see everything, we hear everything, we don't make mistakes. But Bible says we see in parts, oh man of God. Apostle Paul said, oh Timothy, 
we see in part, we prophesy in part. In the prophecies, sometimes we make mistakes. We have to be honest. It's a sign of humility. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Adulamite, you're welcome. You're breaking bread. We hope you stay with us. Amen. So Daniel set his faith before God. When problems come, who do you tend to? Who do you tend to? Who do you bandages? Veteran for sinner, you're welcome. God bless you. We hope you stay with us. We are breaking the bread. When problems come to your life, or afflictions, adversity knocks on you on your door, who do you tend to? Your men of God, or to friends, or to your parents? Who do you tend to? Who do you tend to? The Bible says that God said, Jeremiah 32, 27, Behold, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? If you tend to God, you are safe. So Daniel said, Daniel understood this. And he said, I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Daniel began to pray. The last time we looked at, we looked at, I think, um, six principles. Six principles. God gave us some principles that guide fasting and prayers. Seven principles, rather. The first principle that the, the Spirit of God gave us when we're looking at fasting, the principle. The Spirit of the Lord come upon you. When we started our series on fasting, the Holy Ghost went from heaven. we looked at fasting, the basics. Then we came to fasting, the principles. Then we came to fasting, the process. And then now we are at fasting, biblical patterns. When we came to fasting, the principles... The first principle that the Holy Spirit taught us was the principle of consecrated commitment to God. God's plan or God's pleasure or God's will. Zechariah 7, 5. And we said over here, we commit ourselves to God. Hallelujah. The second principle that God taught us was the principle, the principle of privacy. The principle of consecrated privacy or honored secrecy to God, that our fasting is between us and God. Wow, wow, God bless you, Mr. Winning, for posting the principles. Yes. And then the third principle we looked at was the principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. That is from 1 Samuel 7, 6, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3, and Isaiah 58, verse 9. Then the fourth principle was the principle of giving and sacrifice, Isaiah 58, verse 7 and 10. And then we also looked at the principle of feeding on the word of God while we are starving from food to feed on the word. Hallelujah. Then we looked at, in that principle, the Bible says, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Please follow us if you haven't followed us. Amen. And don't forget to keep liking the show. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. You can click on or press on the cross button at the top right corner of the page to like the platform. Then the seed principle was the principle of humility. Psalm 35 verse 13. The seventh principle was the principle of self-denial. We said that Bible mentions denying ourselves of food and water. That is in Exodus 34 verse 28. Daniel Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 9. The Bible also mentions of us denying ourselves of food. Matthew 4 verse 1 and certain pleasures and so on and so forth. The reason why I went through these 
principles quickly is because we are about to see Daniel engage all these principles. He said, I set my face. That's the first one. Seeking God through prayer. That is the principle. The principle of prayer, confession, and personal sanctification. I set my face to God to seek by prayer and supplication. With fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Now, Daniel began to fast. Let us see how he went about it. You also see the principle of honored privacy and secrecy to God. In verse 3, he set his face. So it was a congregational adversity or problem, but then he went, he approached it in an individual manner. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 9, verse 10 to 19. Please, somebody help us with that. We see the principle of humility there. Bible says he began to pray. He said, God, you are our God. You have brought us this far. You have been the one who has helped us. Then he went on. He went on to say that we understand that we have against you. We have erred against you. We have gone contrary to your word. He kept on making his confession. He says, Oh Lord, the great and dreadful God, you keep covenant and mercy to them that love you and to them that keep your commandment. We have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and we have rebelled even by departing from your precept and from your judgment. Some of us we are living in sin, yet we want, we want breakthroughs. Some of us, we are living, we are living, we departed from the alignment of God, and yet we want God to what? To bless us. God does not bless faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, we have sinned, and we have committed iniquity, and have done wickedly, and have rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and from your judgment. Neither have we hearkened unto the judgment, Unto thy servants and prophets, we speak in, the in, in thy name to our kings, our princes and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day, to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel, they are near, and they that are afar off through the countries where that you have driven us. Said, O Lord, to us belongs confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. Then he says that to, to the Lord our God belongs mercies. Now he begins to implore the mercies of God. Confession. We see the principle of humility at work here. Humility. You humble yourself in fasting. You acknowledge that God is superior. You are inferior. That is what John the apostle or the disciple understood when he said that, that he might increase. I think John chapter 3 verse, John 3 verse 30 or so. He said that, that he, but he must increase. He must increase, but I must decrease. If you realize how nothing you are before God, if you realize how nothing you are before God, you wouldn't hesitate to acknowledge how everything he is, how supreme he is, because he is the everlasting contemporary. He never passes away. Yeah, John 3.30, God bless you. 
I thought I got that scripture wrong, but I thank God the Holy Spirit is here to help us. Amen. He says he must increase, but I must decrease. We must acknowledge the superiority of God in all our affairs. Please don't forget to keep liking the show. Amen. Don't forget to keep liking the show. I want you to share the show. Amen. If you can hear me, please share the show. The more God is exalted over, over our situation, the little, the more little the situation becomes. But when we come before God, we must be naked as possible, as naked as possible. Hallelujah. For God Himself, Hebrews chapter 2, Bible says that God Himself was not even ashamed to call us brethren. He himself is not ashamed, as sinful as we were, even now that we are born again. In as much as we miss the mark many times, Bible says he is still not ashamed to call us brethren. Do you know what that means? For somebody who was who was your king, who was your God, who was your Lord, who was your judge, who was your shepherd, to now condescend to the level of being called, in fact, he was even our master. Now he has condescended to our level to call us friends or brethren. In John chapter 16, he says that henceforth I call you no longer servants, for a servant knoweth not what his master does, but I have called you friends. Yes, Hebrews 2.11, God bless you. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Please let us share the live show. Amen. Please share. Let us share the live show. Amen. If I'm to say, if you don't share, I'll prophesy to you. I'm sure many of us will start sharing. <laughs> but I will say such a thing. Please share. <laughs> let us share. Let us share. Amen. Pray may God lift you up. Amen. May God lift you, may God honor you. Amen. May Thank God you decorate your life. Every crown that belongs to you in this season, over which contention has arised, I pray, I pray by the superior rod of our strength from Zion, and I ask that may God, may God, may God, may God, may God contend for you and release that crown of glory unto you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May God lift up your head. May God lift up your head. May God lift up your head. May he announce your greatness home and abroad in the name of Jesus. May God announce your greatness home and abroad in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I don't want to go further. Amen. So like we were saying, Daniel began to seek. He humbled himself before God. Acknowledging that indeed, only God had the ability to show mercies and forgiveness. That is why, Bible says in Romans 9 that it is not of him that willeth nor of him that runneth but it's of the Lord that showeth mercy so some of these things our wills have got nothing to do with them amen the verse 10 says neither have we obeyed the voice of our God to walk in his laws which he said before before us by his servants the prophets yea all Israel have transgressed thy law confession of our errors this is the pattern of Daniel's fast 
confession of errors, acknowledgement of the, super, the superiority of God in the affairs of men. Hallelujah. It says, and he has confirmed his words, which he spake against us. Now let's move on to the verse 15. He says, O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from the, thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications and cause thy face to shine upon the sanctuary that is des that is desolate for the Lord's sake. Oh my God, incline thine ear and hear, and hear. Open thy eyes and behold our desolation and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness. You see, some of us, when we come before God, we come before God as a man of God who say we come before him like we are colleagues. We come before God with our own righteousness. We come before God with a certain a certain temerity, boldness, as if God is our co-equal. You come to God with a pocket, a pocket, in fact, with your hands in your pocket. But in, in fasting, one of the principles we observe is the principle of humility, humbling of the soul. It is a posture of the heart that says that, Lord, I know I got it wrong. Lord, I know I cannot fix this by myself. For by strength shall no man prevail. Lord, I know I have read, I have said the scriptures, and I have found in Jeremiah 32 verse 27 that yes, you are the God of all flesh, and there is nothing too hard for you. So therefore I humble myself. I have found, I have searched in the scriptures and also found that your word says, if my people who are called by your name, if your people who are called by your name will humble themselves and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, Lord, you said you will hear them. You will hear them. You will answer them and you will turn, you will turn their captivity around and you will heal their land. So therefore, I come before you with this humble heart and I say, I am asking that Lord intervene. Come into my situation. That is the posture of the heart of somebody fasting in true sincerity and humility. The pattern of Daniel's fast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please follow the, the podcast if you haven't followed us. You may share what I said. We should share only one person shared. Let us share. Let's keep liking the show to promote the page. Amen. It says... For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. The 19 says, O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not. Importunate. This is what we call supplication. Earnest entreaties. Earnest entreaties to the Most High. Supplication. Every Christian must learn the art of supplication. How to petition God. How to petition God. The psalmist also said, O Lord, I pray thee, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. I hope someone could help us with that scripture. I said, O Lord, I pray thee, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. 
Restoration Hour, please you are welcome. God bless you for staying with us. Amen. The same thing, we see Daniel engaging the same principle here. He says, Oh Lord, hear. And it was after this endless entreaty that all of a sudden, the angel of God appeared. You see, when we talk of supplications, it's a realm in prayer where you are totally immersed in what you are doing. And you are not only petitioning God from your mind or with your request, but you are standing on the word of God. You are quoting, it is like pleading your case or yeah, pleading your case before the court of law with, with the constitution, quoting to the judge that it is written in the constitution, this chapter, by uh, this article, by this instrument over here, that it is this and that and that are supposed to be done, or this is how you treat such a case. So therefore, judge, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. That is how you petition God, earnest entre entreaties. You don't stand before the judge and you say, Your honor, your honor, I think that you must let me go. Your honor, I am the president's son, so this law cannot bind on me. You wouldn't even say the third one when the police will be there to come and fetch you and incarcerate you. Because every kingdom, every system is governed by rules. And principles, there are rules of engagement. He said, Oh Lord, hear, oh Lord, forgive, oh Lord, hearken and do, defer not, defer not, defer not for thine own sake, oh my God, for the city and thy people are called by thy name. And Bible says the verse 20 says, And while I was speaking and praying and confessing, confessing my sin. You see, in the beginning, I, I said that one of the principles or one of the, the things that the, the Holy Spirit said about the Esther fast we studied was that national or congregational calamities or judgment attract or they demand national or congregational fast but here and I again said that sometimes however an individual may bear the reproach of many so you see Daniel alone engaging God on behalf of the entire nation that is why if when God plants you as a watchman of your family when God raises you as a watchman of your family, you must not take that position for granted. And you must not be absent at your post because it is upon your strength, the strength of your priesthood, that your entire family will be delivered. If you slack, if you are not diligent, you only, pro, you only prolong. If you slack and, and you are not diligent, you are not diligent with your priesthood, you're only prolonging the days of adversity and the day of the emancipation of the captivity of your people, the very people you have been put in charge with or in charge of. So being a watchman in your family, being a watchman at your workplace is no joke. Hallelujah. Says while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people and presenting my supplication before the Lord, the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. You see, he was on the mountain. The first principle, the principle of honored privacy and secrecy, secrecy to God. He was on the mountain of the Lord while presenting these applications. 
Bible says that the verse 21, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly. Remember that in his in his petition, he used one word. He says, he said that defer not for thy own sake. Defer not. Hacking and do. He says, defer not. So the angel came swiftly. Touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Some versions say the evening sacrifice. Some versions say the evening sacrifice. And he informed me. The understanding of that which he was seeking now came. But look at the process he had to go through. The pattern of his fast. So in case God has given you or you have discovered something or you have received a prophetic word concerning things that happened in your family some time back. A certain covenant that took place. A certain oath that has bound the family. And because of that has brought certain prophetic words and the prophetic, the prophetic destinies of many to under contention or the contention with the powers of darkness. You will want to gain or be able to glean, be able to gain more understanding from God concerning this matter. So that you can know how to pray it out and undo that on iniquity. So that you can be able to break that covenant or that oath. And redeem and exempt yourself and your generation from its power and influence. It takes a fast like this so we can get the understanding needed. You set your face to the wall so that you can seek by prayer and supplication. Bible says that the angel touched him about the time of the evening sacrifice or the evening oblation. And he informed him information had come. With information came understanding. He informed him and talked with him and said, Oh Daniel, I am now come to give thee skill and understanding. Skill and understanding. I want someone to type skill and understanding. Skill and understanding. And as you type, I pray, may God minister skill and understanding to you in the name of Jesus. Divine skill and understanding. Divine skill and understanding unto all things. In the name of Jesus. The commandment came forth, and I am come to shield thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the, mat the matter and consider the vision. Then the interpretation of the vision now came. Hallelujah. For time's sake, we won't get into that. For time's sake, we won't get into that. We want to move into Daniel chapter 10 and look at. How that he fasted. He said, 
In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing, and had understanding of the vision. Yes, the angel administered that understanding to him. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Daniel was on a journey of 21 days fast, and Bible says he ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in his mouth, neither did he anoint himself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as he was by the river, by the great river, which is Hidekel, then he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were gathered with fine gold of Ufas. His body also was like burial, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the fast of his words, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, he says, he, Daniel, alone saw the vision, but the men that were with him saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore he was left alone and saw the great vision, and then he re there remained no strength in him. Hmm. And he said unto him, the angel now said unto Daniel, he said, Oh Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Remember when the man Gabriel or the angel Gabriel appeared to him in chapter 9, the same thing the angel told him. So every man of prayer, every intercessor is let me just reveal this secret to us. I didn't want to say it, but I want to say it. Every intercessor is like the eyeball of God. You are the pupil of God's eye. Because it is by your prayers, by, your, by the strength of your prayers, God moves in the affairs of men. He takes your invitation day and night for God to be able to what? Intervene in the issues of the lives of men upon the face of the earth. Even for God to enforce his governmental decisions and decrees on the face of the earth. Because already God has patterns, he has desires, he has his will about how things should be done on earth. He already has it in heaven, but it takes intercessors. It takes men who say, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It takes them to bring down the will or the establishment of the will of God here on earth. It takes such men. It takes such men. So every man who is committed to intercession... Every, I'm not talking about a prayer warrior. I'm talking about an, an, intercessor, an, an intercessor. Hallelujah. There is a difference between an intercessor and a prayer warrior. Hallelujah. Notice that Daniel began and ended the process. The angel said, the first angel said, you are greatly beloved. The second angel again said what? You are greatly. You are, he says, he says, and he said unto me, oh Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee I am now sent. Encounters. A people of prayer are a people of encounters. An interceding people are, are, are answer receiving and solution delivering people. Hallelujah. And when he has spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. The Spirit of the Lord. Do you know the secret? In this pattern, as to why? Bible says that. Let's go back. Let's go back to the verse 7. 
the verse 7 of Daniel 10. Bible says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me, for the men that were with me saw not the vision. Do you know why? Because he was the one who was, he was the one seeking the face of God. He was the one who had turned his face unto God. As for the others, it is not clear what they had turned their faces unto. The psalmist said that, I have set the Lord always before me. What have you set before you? Because Daniel had turned his face unto the Lord to sit by prayer and supplication, when the vision came, people were with him. The vision came to the place where they were all gathered together, but they saw it not, only him. The benefit of intercession. And because of that, they all were, they, 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 they quaked and they fell. But a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. And Daniel was left alone. Daniel was left alone. When you see God the right way, when you see God with all of your heart, you may see God while people are around you, they don't care, they are questioning you, they are mocking you, but when your answers come, when the answers you have been seeking God for, when they come through your fasting and your prayers, it will, the same blessings of God, when they come, they will isolate you alone and God will favor you alone. Out of the many people gathered there, out of the many people you are living with, out of the many people at your workplace because you afflicted your soul alone. Hallelujah. So, people of God, we want to end our teaching on the Daniel fast here. We want to thank God. Lift up your voice. Thank God for the illumination of His Spirit, for the entrance of His Word that has brought us light. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for unveiling unto us the mysteries, the patterns, the mysteries behind Daniel's pattern of fasting and prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray for grace, uh, deeper illumination, uh, deeper illumination, uh, and grace to engage it at all levels. In the name of Jesus, grace to be doers and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray that even as you made Daniel an intercessor, grant us grace to be intercessors. Uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, as he was greatly beloved, uh, even so make us greatly beloved. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. We shall meet again on Wednesday, 10.30 p.m. God bless us. Shalom, peace, and long life to everyone. I love you all. Please take good care of yourselves. Keep burning for Jesus. Amen. Keep burning for Jesus. That's my contact, Samuel. Your name is to Amen. God bless us. Hello. The podcast is ending in about five sessions, five seconds.